In a location somewhere between Lincoln, Nebraska and Secaucus, New Jersey, lies a very spooky town. So spooky that it's scary. Welcome to Scary Town. Chapter the second, in which Laura explains herself and a flashback is utilized for mostly unnecessary effect. through a twisting maze of back alleys. I didn't know who she was or where we were going, but she had just saved my life, so I figured it was polite to follow her. We were running, climbing, and crawling for what felt like hours. I can't be sure. I have a bad sense of time. I made my clocks five minutes fast so I would never be late, but now I just don't trust them. My lungs burned. My legs felt like lead. My asshole was either very sweaty or very badly bleeding. It may seem like a silly thing to think about when you're running for your life, but I realized that I was totally out of shape. I needed to make a big change. As soon as I got home, I was going to download one of those fitness apps. Maybe even one of the ones that you pay for? I don't know. Are the free ones any good? Soon we were in an abandoned train yard. It stunk like pee and rust, but I tried to keep an open mind because some of the coolest speakeasy bars I've ever been to are in really shitty places. Brooklyn, anyone? Laura used a key that was hanging on her necklace to open the lock on an old shipping container. Inside was a cot, a single exposed light bulb, and a few jugs of water. This was probably Laura's safe house. But part of me hoped it was a super hip speakeasy. Ooh, or one of those escape rooms. Yeah. Yeah, those are fun. Where are we? How long do we have to escape the room? This isn't an escape room. Yet. Stupid zoning board. Anyway, we're about a mile from where I found you. What? That was a mile? I'm downloading that app today. No more excuses, only results. You won't get much reception in here. Lined all the walls with copper alloys so we couldn't be tracked. No cell, no GPS, no internet. What? No internet? Then how do you listen to your favorite podcasts? I don't have time for podcasts. Everyone has time for podcasts. They fit so seamlessly into your schedule. What about your commute or at the gym? Wouldn't your workout be so much better if you could listen to two people bullshit for two and a half hours? I guess I'm a little busy leading the resistance. Is that a band or a workout class? Neither. We are a militarized collective of citizens dedicated to destroying and dismantling the Institute. What the hell is the Institute? Some kind of band or a workout class? The Institute is a powerful and secretive corporation bent on full and complete societal takeover. And they call themselves the Institute? Yes. Isn't that a little on the nose? What's their front? They say they're just a mom and pop dairy farm, but it's an obvious cover for their evil undertakings. But the milk really is delicious. Wow. Everything I thought I knew about branding just got thrown out the window. It wasn't always like this. This used to be a peaceful town. It was called Peaceful Town. It was governed by the Socialist Cooperative of Coal Miners. Uh, What happened? Please say nothing. Sadly. Something did happen. The Institute came. At first, everything seemed great. They paid for new schools, parks, even a retirement home. The Institute used residual heat from the coal mine to power their dairy farm, and the town loved their fresh, delicious milk. Who doesn't? I certainly do. But that all changed one night when the Institute put on a special summer concert for all the coal miners. 
One of the members of the resistance was able to obtain a classified recording the Institute made that night. Check it out. I love string cheese incidents! Yeah! String cheese forever! These coal miners are into a second-tier jam band? Shh! Listen. Honestly, I feel like some of the biggest guys like Fish and the Dead have all kind of settled, you know what I mean? Oh yeah! String cheese is the only one still pushing the genre! Absolutely! Ah! You okay? Felt like a big old mosquito just bit me on the neck! Ouch! I think the little fucker just got me too! Probably likes us cause we're so sweet! They say the Institute's milk makes your blood taste like honey. Hey, I believe it, brother! How much longer does it go on like this? I'll just fast forward to the relevant part. Peaceful town. We want to give a huge shout out to the Institute for bringing us out here tonight. They asked us to dedicate this next song to you, the hardworking coal miners, as a thank you for the kind gift of your residual heat. Almost as much as I love the Institute. I love the Institute too. Maybe it's the music, maybe it's the beer, or maybe it's a little bit of both. Or maybe it's the tingling sensation I feel at the base of my skull, but I kind of feel like pledging my undying allegiance to the Institute. You said it, brother. All, All hail, hail the Institute. Oh yeah, that sounds like a jam band concert, all right. Baby, have I been there. But that wasn't a mosquito that bit them. It was a syringe. While the miners were distracted by the live performance of their all-time favorite band, String Cheese Incident, scientists from the Institute were injecting mind-controlling microchips into their spines. They were being activated by the crunchy riff. Soon, the miners were like putty in their hands. The Institute made the miners work round the clock and give all their precious coal straight to the Institute. What the Institute didn't use for its own rapidly expanding operations, it sold back to the townspeople at an unthinkable markup. Like 10%? They even used the chips to convince the socialist co-op to rename the town Scary Town after the Institute's founder, 
Dr. Richard Scarry. The children's book author? No, a different Richard Scarry, who also wrote children's books. They never really caught on, but so much of that has to do with the cover art, you know? Wow. So these guys were in an open field shooting people up with brain-controlling microchips? Sick, right? But I mean, you can't just stick a chip in there like that and expect it to control someone's mind, right? Like, what are they powered by? How do they communicate with the Institute? Why didn't they just put them in the milk? Wasn't everybody already drinking milk? If we knew how it all worked, don't you think we would have tried to stop it by now? And string cheese incident for blue-collar coal miners? Really? Yeah. We don't know, dude. But we might soon. A member of the resistance was able to seduce an institute guard. After a night of wild and passionate oral sex, he was able to steal his uniform. Okay, you could have just said you had a uniform. What? Because the idea of two men having oral sex upsets you? No, I didn't even pick up on that. So you just assumed the guard was a woman? That's sexist. No, I didn't mean that. I meant telling me that they had oral sex wasn't necessary. Oh, so you're saying that gay people aren't necessary? You pig. No, I just don't think how you got this uniform is super important information. You're lucky the resistance needs you so bad. I'd shame the hell out of you on my various social media platforms. What? What does the resistance need me for? To sneak into the Institute. We've got the uniform. But it doesn't fit any of us. It doesn't fit you? We all have broad shoulders and thick round asses. It's our gift, but it's also our curse. Whoa, 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 whoa. You want me to break into the Institute? What do I look like? Some kind of inspector gadget? You said you were trying to get in there, didn't you? This is your chance, bucko. But I'm not trying to go all Greenpeace. I just need to find my girlfriend and dump her. Oh, what a gentleman. Thank you. My mother would love to hear that. You can't just walk up to the Institute and ring their doorbell. It doesn't work like that. What, have they got like an intercom or a nest or something? Yes, the trillion dollar mega corporation has a nest. I'm not being sarcastic, by the way. They really do have a nest. Well, there's no way around those. That's why we need you to impersonate a guard, gain access to a database, hack the mind control mainframe, free the miners, and then you can go looking for your little girlfriend. I resent that. She's not really my girlfriend. Ugh, just put this on. Right here? In front of you? I don't have time for this. The shift change at the Institute is happening in 20 minutes. Then I have to go pick up my dog from the vet. Oh, was everything okay? She is fine, thank you very much. I never said- Let me tell you, a dog can eat a lot more clay than you might think. It shouldn't eat any, right? Oh, sure, but that's kind of unavoidable at my house. Why is that? I have a little side business where I make pottery that looks like little bowls of dog food. You know what? Never mind. I stepped into the Institute uniform. Laura was right. The all-white jumpsuit fit perfectly over my dinky chest and pancake butt. Laura and I went back into the train yard. She pulled a motorcycle out from under a camo tarp and we sped off towards the Institute. That's how weird things were in this town. There wasn't even weed under a camo tent, just motorcycles. As we rode, I thought about how much my life had changed in 24 hours. If Janice had never disappeared, I'd probably be home right now, sitting on the toilet happily letting a half-digested plate of vegetables alfrazi absolutely pour out of my asshole. Honestly, if I had just broken up with Janice a week earlier, I wouldn't be here either. When I dump somebody, it's a clean break. That's my rule. The worst part was that Laura made me ride in her sidecar. There were like three other bikes under that tarp. 
I asked if I could just ride one of those, but she said something about their engines being oil logged. I was pretty sure she was lying, but I don't know enough about bikes to be sure. I know how to ride, but I'm not like a gearhead. Don't give me any grief, okay? I already feel like a big phony about it. As we entered the entrance to the Institute, a lump began to form in my throat. It slowly sank into the pit of my stomach. Then, it passed through my intestines, slid out of my butthole, and settled into the seat of my pants. I didn't want Laura to see that I had just done a make in her sidecar, so I carefully jostled my turd down and out of the leg of my pants. Then, while I pretended to tie my shoe, I picked up my poopy. When I sat back up, I casually dropped my doo-doo overboard. Laura was none the wiser. If I could shit my pants and had no one noticed, maybe I could break into a heavily guarded evil megacorporation after all. We're here. The Institute. Employee entrance this way? W-H-E-Y? Do they not know how to spell way? How dumb are they? Seriously, that's so stupid. Oh, oh, that's a dairy pun. Oh, that's, that's good. Oh, I'd like that a lot. I did not think of that, but now, hmm. Listen, before you go in there, I just want to say thank you. You don't have to thank me. You're making me do this. You didn't have to do this. Wow, I, I never got that feeling. But this means so much to the people of Scary Town. And me. I'm no hero. I'm just a guy trying to break up with a woman in the most woke way possible. That's such a cool thing to say. But regardless, here's a little something. For luck. It was a magical moment. But as I arose from my sidecar to kiss Laura, I worried if I should be getting involved with another woman while I was still technically involved with Janice. But I figured that Laura knew the dilly. And hey, sometimes a play is gotta play. Laura's lips felt hard and bony. Our kiss lasted only an instant, but it left my head reeling, one of my front teeth loose, and my nose gushing blood. It wasn't a kiss at all. She had punched me very hard in the face. What the hell are you doing? Hey, sometimes a play is gotta play. You thought I wanted to kiss you? I don't like you. We've been arguing this entire time. Yeah, I thought we had like a Fifty Shades of Grey vibe. You were all like, you're an idiot, get in the sidecar. And I was all like, aye aye, Captain. I'm not gonna kiss someone to just shit their pants. You saw that? Oh. I was trying to give you a gun, asshole. Ew, a gun? You say good luck and hand someone a gun? Newsflash, you're the creep in this situation, friendo. Get out. Happy to rid myself of the company of a regular Wayne LaPierre, executive vice president of the NRA, I soon ran into something even scarier, a state-of-the-art home security system by Nest. Welcome to the Institute. Please enter your employee identification number. Uh, six, nine, six, nine. Employee identification number six, Denied. Six. Denied. <laughs> nice. Access granted. Welcome to the Institute. Would you like to set the temperature? Wait, I can set the temperature just using my voice? Affirmative. And with the Nest's home app, you can't control your home's heating and cooling from anywhere. Wow, whoever thought that a thermostat could be so cool? Ha 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 
After finding out that I could visit Nest.com for more details and to find out more about other incredible Nest products, like the Nest smoke alarm and the Nest indoor camera, I slipped through the door. I did it. I was inside the Institute. Everything, the floors, the walls, the doors, was a gleaming white. It looked like an Apple store, but evil, or more evil than it is now. Hey, I'm not judging, this Mac head is part of the problem. As I crept through the halls, I couldn't help but imagine what kind of sick experiments were happening behind every door. Could they be cloning an army of super soldiers? Or trying to breed animal and human hybrids? Sure, I've always wanted to have the ass of a deer and the arms of a goat, but purely for recreational purposes. Every inch of the Institute looked exactly the same. No matter how many twists or turns I made, I had the feeling that I'd been there before. It was like when you go inside a Chipotle in another city, but with none of the authentic Mexican flavors and friendly service. I thought I would never find the mainframe, but just when I was about to give up, pull out my phone, and see what was going on on Twitter, I came across a door with the words mainframe written on it in silver lettering. God had shown me favor for my patience and humility. And it was about fucking time, because I don't deserve to deal with that kind of bullshit, especially not from God. But just as I was about to open the door, I heard an unexpected voice. Hey, you, stop! Oh, sweet fucking shit. What are you doing here? I, um, uh... I thought I had Sector C tonight, but if you're here, then I must be in B Sector. Man, my wife is right. I'd lose my head if it wasn't already screwed onto my shoulders. And I permanently damaged my son's sexuality by making him repeatedly watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one pretty cartoon lady. Wait a minute. I don't think I've seen you on this shift before. Uh, gabba, gabba, wabba. Though I wouldn't be surprised if we've already met. I haven't been getting a lot of sleep these days. <laughs> Phew. Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm spending most nights on the toilet with a, a half-digested plate of vegetables of Frozzy pouring out of my ass. Whoa, so good to meet another Frozzy freak. Hey, we're a rare breed, brother. I can't believe that so many people got scared off of food just because it gives them colon tears. Hey, I just say that's my butt's way of, of making, making room, room for, for more Zalfrazi. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I hope this isn't coming on too strong, but I've been working here for six years and tonight is the first time I feel like I've actually made a friend. And not too strong at all. I've had one hell of a day and I can't tell you what it means to finally see another cool dude. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. What the hell? Gulp! Be on the lookout for a male. Six feet tall. Little bird chest. No ass. Oh, man. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I think he was talking about you. Damn it. Oh! Oh! Did you just shoot me? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I gotta, uh, I'm sorry. I wasn't gonna turn you in. I had no idea that was you. You didn't? Uh man oopsie oopsie what the hell man you killed me well uh you know better safe than sorry fuck you man fuck you all the way friendship revoked no 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 no! don't do that don't do that yeah man it's done you fucked it up you fucked it up bad Ugh. As I watched the life slip out of my former best friend, I realized that I was wrong about one thing. Being a spy was way harder than shaking a shit out of your pants. 
I knew that I wouldn't have much time. That gunshot was sure to draw some attention, and that dead body would probably raise some questions too. I snuck into the mainframe room and closed the door behind me. Inside was the biggest computer I had ever seen, and I have a lot of buddies who are serious gamers. There was a two-story wall covered in a giant computer screen. At the center was a single red glowing dot. I knew I recognized it, but I couldn't quite place it until I heard an unexpected voice. Greetings. Holy shit, Nest is making the Institute's mind control software? Please announce your employee identification number. Um, six, nine, six, nine. Employee sixty-nine, sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. Access granted. Suddenly, the screen blazed to life. One section displayed live feeds of coal miners at work. Another had a map of Scarytown with each miner's exact location. There was even a section dedicated to each miner's projected fertility, which was labeled spunk rate, which I thought was funny, but in poor taste given the circumstances. I finally realized the scope of the Institute's sick power. It had to stop right at that very moment, and I alone had the power to do so. I spoke my next words with authority. Nest, set temperature to 72 degrees. I mean, what is this, the fucking milk aisle? Temperature set to 72 degrees. And Nest, deactivate mind control chips. Are you sure you want to deactivate mind control chips? I was sure, but I became a lot less sure when I heard another, even more unexpected voice. No, Nest. Keep mind control chips activated. I turned around to find Laura standing in the doorway, flanked by a small army of Institute guards. Laura? How many guards are you with? Jesus! Seize him. And Nest, set temperature to 66 degrees. What is this, the fucking hot bar? What the hell is going on? What the hell is a hot bar? But before I could get an answer, I felt Laura's kiss for the second time that night. Meaning, of course, that she punched me in the head again, knocking me out cold. Our beloved narrator, can Laura be trusted? What is a hot bar? Will the narrator and the guard be friends in heaven? Find out next time on Scary Town. What's a creative podcast network?